to the Unlocked on Anaheim Ducks. It was the Nicholas Delorier Show. That's it. That's the intro. Join me on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Wait, what? You expected more on that intro? Welcome to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, your daily podcast covering the OC's favorite hockey team. Don't forget you'll get fresh daily content Monday through Friday. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe most importantly, and follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Last night was a bit of a weird game, wasn't it, at the Ponda? For those of you that were there, and judging by the attendance, most of you weren't. It was a wild one that actually swerved in favor of Ottawa most of the game. I'm very surprised that the Ducks won with that margin, but it was all about one guy, Nick Delorier, and a bunch of people on Ottawa that I don't even know. If you know what I'm referring to, you should, li- you should listen to Locked on Kings. But enough of that. Let's go right into the action. Uh, it would be Ryan Miller versus... Wait, that's not Anderson and Net. No, I was kind of surprised, actually very surprised, to see Marcus Hogberg in Net for Ottawa. <laughs> He's the backup goalie for the Sens. Yeah, he didn't get off to a good start. In fact, the entire Ottawa Sens did not get off to a good start. Because just as people were getting, you know, comfy in their seats or as people were trying to park, Nikita Zaitsev was hooking against Max Jones. So already Anaheim goes on the power play. Only 28 seconds into that first power play, Jakob Silverberg would get his 21st of the season on kind of a nice little tic-tac-toe. Ricard Raquel got the assist on that one. Raquel has been hot as of late. Ricard Raquel has been on a bit of a point streak as of recent. Ever since that little overtime game winner against Colorado, he had the game winner at Colorado. Then he did well on Friday night against Toronto. He did pretty well on Sunday night, and he started off well on Tuesday getting the primary assist for that Silverberg power play goal to make it 1-0 Anaheim. But then only 43 seconds later, Nicholas Delorier would get his fifth goal of the season on a nice feed from Carter Rowney. Kind of a broken play there. That made it 2-0 Anaheim. Re- really right away. Fans were just kind of going, wait. Two shots, two goals. Okay, fair enough. And it would stay that way for a while. Anaheim was not getting many shots on goal. In fact, they were getting nothing on goal. You know, first, Sylphie got a tipped goal in front of Hogwarts. Uh, Delorier, he had a nice goal on the right side. So that was nice to see. And then Nicholas Delorier scored his second goal of the game with about nine minutes, less than nine minutes left. Marcus Hogberg allowed three goals on four shots. He had one save, one save in the first 11 minutes of the game. So Delorier got his sixth goal of the season to make it 3 nothing Anaheim. And credit Delzato and Rowney with the assists on that one. Yeah, I would say Gil Ember was working overtime that first period. Right away, 3-0, one save. It looked even worse after that because only, what, 32 seconds later, guess what happened? The impossible happened. Nicolas Delorier got the natural hat trick. His seventh goal of the season, his third of the game. And the hats came flying down. Uh, 
If you follow the Locked on Ducks Twitter, you can see the resulting picture afterwards. This was early in the game, too. On that picture alone, I counted about, let's see, 5, 7, 10, 13, 15, at least 20 hats. Despite the small crowd, there were plenty of hats already on the ice. There were several, many fans that had not even arrived at the game yet, and they missed the best part of it all. Nick Deloria got the natural hat trick only 11.49 into the game to make it 4 nothing Anaheim. Five shots, four goals allowed. It was that bad for Hogberg. He had one save. He had one save to his name, and he allowed the hat trick. Hogberg just did not have a good day. That was not his game at all. And credit to Delorier for being at the right place at the right time on that last goal, kind of trickling that in. And he was pumped. You could see Delorier smiling, grinning from ear to ear like just a little kid in a candy store. On the Jumbotron, he was just laughing, chuckling, going, what the hell did I just do? This is not like me. When you think of Nicholas Delorier, I've described him earlier this season as a player with a rocket up his ass. His speed was key on this game. He came out with a rocket on his ass yet again, and that resulted in the hat trick. I mean, good for Nicholas Delorier. Congratulations to him on getting the natural hattie to make it 4 nothing Anaheim. Right then and there, the game was completely out of reach. Anaheim was outshot in that period. They allowed 14 shots for Ottawa. Anaheim only had, I want to say, six shots on goal in that first period. So it was 14-6 shots on goal. Second period, it was much the same. Ottawa had 14 shots on goal yet again. Anaheim had only five this time. So at the end of two periods, it was 28-11 in that second period. Brady Kachuk would score his 21st of the season on kind of a bad angle shot to make it 4-1 Anaheim. And then... They'd go in the power play yet again. Okay, Anaheim is not supposed to be this good at the power play. We know this. Ricard Raquel scored a power play goal. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we are not kidding you there. After the penalty from Mike Riley hooking against Ricard Raquel, yeah, he made him pay. And regarding that particular shot, Ricard Raquel was going in, you know, towards the net. He got hooked. You know, that was that was a good call. Early on in the game, Max Jones, he got called for hooking. But then on that Ricard Raquel one, he was going in deep into, you know, into the goal. There were some arguments that maybe that sh- there should have been a penalty shot there. But no, Ricard Raquel did not get a penalty shot, but it didn't matter. Because only about 25 seconds later, Ricard Raquel made him pay and scored his 15th of the season to make it 5-1 Anaheim. Ouch if you're Ottawa, allowing five goals on, at the time, eight or nine shots. The save percentage was below 500. That's how bad it was for Marcus Hogberg. 5-1 after two periods. The third period really didn't matter much after that. Colin White got a goal late in the game. To make it 5-2 Anaheim. Uh, Anaheim would go on the PK late in the game. Ottawa had their fair share of chances. In fact, Ottawa had plenty of power play opportunities that just did not go their way. 
it ended up being a 5-2 final score. And here are some fun stats for you to divulge. Ottawa outshot Anaheim 42-15 in the game. 42-15. That means Ryan Miller, who got the start. He got 40 saves. And we'll talk more about Ryan Miller after the first intermission. But before we talk about more stats and appreciating Nick Delorier, I want to tell you how Locked On Ducks can make your business work for you on this very podcast. If you've been a listener, I'm sure you've heard all the fantastic advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Anaheim Ducks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Ducks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On Ducks gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with other Anaheim Ducks fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, especially here in SoCal. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. And coming up after the first intermission, we're going to throw some fancy stats around and we're going to very much appreciate Nicholas Delorier. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're still talking about last night's amazing game where Nick Delorier got a natural hat trick. Let's go over some statistics. Yeah, the Ducks went 2-for-2 on the power play. Uh, The Ducks were in last place. They were 30th. I think they've jumped up to 28th in the league now as far as power play percentage goes, which is not much better. But still... Going 2-for-2 on the power play is still pretty damn good. As far as shots, again, 42-15 to for the Ottawa Senators. And before I praise Nick Delorier, I have to praise, you know, the work of the Ducks just getting through that grinding game. Ottawa out-hit the Ducks, and many of those came from Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk, he is a grinder. He had six hits. He, I think, is second all-time hits in a season for the Ottawa Sens, or something crazy like that. But Kachuk's got a ton of hits this season, along with, oh, remember him? Scott Sabarin. I'm sure SoCal fans remember Scott Sabarin with this time here in Southern California. If you remember, and judging by, you know, the memory, maybe not. Scott Sabarin, he was a former member of the San Diego Goals back in the day. So that's where he's playing. He's playing in Ottawa now. As far as Ryan Miller goes, Ryan Miller had one of those amazing games that any other day he would have been the first star of the game, but not on this day, not when Nick Delorier gets a hat trick. But back to Ryan Miller. He had a couple of amazing stops. He had a diving stop that barely did not cross the line. He also robbed Bobby Ryan of a shot. And by the way, congrats to Bobby Ryan for you know, getting over his alcohol addiction. I talked about this in the past, but good for Bobby Ryan to come back. 
I can't imagine what the crowd response would have been like if he had scored a goal in Anaheim, but I guess we'll never know because Ryan Miller completely just robbed him, robbed him blind of a goal. So credit to Miller. Second star of the game, getting 40 saves on 42 shots. That second one, he probably wants back because he had that look as if to say, ah, man, I should have got that one. That's what Ryan Miller was thinking. All right, Nick Delorier. 29 years old. He was drafted by the LA Kings way back in 2009, then went over and played with the Buffalo Sabres. Then he moved over to the Montreal Canadiens for a couple seasons where Nick Delorier did fairly decently. And then he got traded to the Ducks in the offseason for a 2024th round pick. It's looking like the Ducks got the better end of that deal. In fact, by the way, congrats to Nick on this. Remember last month when the Ducks re-signed Nicolas Delorier to that two-year extension worth $2 million. So that's $1 million AAV. That's the most he's made in his career. Right now, he's making $950,000 this season. Next year, that gets bumped up to that even million dollars. So good for Nick Delorier to have a couple of seasons in Anaheim, try to get some stability in his career. I know he's got a family. So, I mean, that's a lot to think about. He, You want that stability. You want to stay at a place that you call home. And Delorier loves it in Anaheim. He loves the fans here. He loves playing with that grinded-out fourth line. And I'm talking about, you know, Derek Grant was on that fourth line. Now Nick Delorier is on that line with David Backus. And David Backus is enjoying his time playing with Nick Delorier. And in fact, David Backus... He had a lot to say about the hat trick. He was praising Nick a lot on just the work ethic that he has. And apparently Nick Delorier is one of the first guys to enter the arena when no one's here. He's one of the first guys there and works on his game, works on just getting shots off. He works on his skating a lot. Yes, Nick Delorier is known as an enforcer. But when you're an enforcer that can work on your skating, that's a pretty good asset to have. If you can fight and have speed, you are very good for that team. And the Ducks are very glad to have him. I've said this several times. He skates fast. He has an explosiveness that you don't see from many guys. I've used the phrase, rocket up his ass. He has that explosiveness. He can get from 0 to 30 just like that. And it's an amazing thing to watch. His speed really helped him on one of those goals tonight. And you could see how excited Nick Delorier was just skating completely down the ice at full speed and getting at the right place at the right time. That right circle shot that he had, that was all hustle from Nick Delorier. That's the kind of player that you definitely want on your team. As far as some other stats go on this game, you know, this was one-sided for what it's worth. There were the shot attempts. Ottawa had 77 shot attempts to Anaheim's 33. 77 to 33. That's 30. I mean, that's unbelievable that the Corsi 4 percentage overall was 30% for the Ducks, 70% for Ottawa Senators. Yeah. If you allow 77 attempts, you're not likely going to win the game. On 5-on-5, five five, uh, it was, you know, still one-sided. It was 59-28 in favor of Ottawa. But here's the biggie. On 5-on-5, five five, even play. High danger chances for the Ducks. 
they had four. Ottawa had a, had 16, including 11 in the second period. That's when Ottawa really turned it on. If you have 11 high-danger chances in one period, chances are you're going to score multiple goals. For Ottawa to only scratch one across the board, that shows you how terrible of a team Ottawa really is. Let's be honest here. They're one of the worst teams in the league. They're worse than the Ducks. The Ducks are ahead of Ottawa in the standings. That's how it goes. I mean, they made Anaheim look really good on Tuesday night. And coming up after the second intermission, we're going to preview tonight's game against the St. Louis Blues and what the players have to say about it. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And we're going to, before we preview tomorrow's game, uh, there was a stat that I really liked looking up. And this was mentioned at the Ponda last night. And I thought I'd read it out because this is pretty cool. So Nick Delorier now has the franchise record for fastest hat trick to begin a game. He beat Tamu Solani's record. So Tamu Solani got a hat trick. At 12.58 into the first period on November 10th, 1997 against the San Jose Sharks. Delorier beat that by over a minute as he recorded his hat trick in 11.49 of the first period against the Ottawa Sens. I still can't believe I saw that. I mean, that was just an amazing feat. The fact that he did that in front of a small crowd is kind of sad, but... It was still cool to see nonetheless, and the look on his face was just amazing. So I'll I'll, I'll say congratulations, Nick Delorier. You are now in the record books. Beating Tamu Solani, kind of a big deal. So that was cool. T- tonight's game. Tonight, the Anaheim Ducks take on the St. Louis Blues. It's, wow, quick turnaround. There's a game, then another game. We don't usually have these home back-to-backs, but this is a very... Special situation because, as you guys may remember, this is the makeup for the game that was postponed exactly one month ago where um, Jay Bomeister collapsed. And yeah, I still remember that. That one, unfortunately, is still kind of fresh in my mind because that was exactly one month ago. And I was ready to go to the pond, ready to have a good time, and then to see that happen right in front of me. It's it still lingers in my mind a little bit, and I know it still lingers in the mind of most fans. Um, you know, after the game last night, David Backus he had a lot to say about the situation and about James Bowmeister because don't forget, David Backus he is a former St. Louis Blue. He was a Blue for a very long time, so he got to know Jay Bowmeister very well, and apparently Backus was one of the guys that messaged him to see if he's doing okay. And, you know, from Bacchus, he said, yeah, I texted him, you know, just wishing him well. You know, he's been messaging him. You know, Bo Meester's got a family. And it's good that Bo Meester is, you know, he's still alive. And I got to say, David Bacchus was very complimentary on how everyone handled everything a month ago. He said, the players, you know, they were all with him. Like, they were all, like, kneeling on just, like, hoping and hoping. The coaching staff, they were very, you know, helpful in 
you know, getting the game postponed and saying, you know what, like we can't play. He praised the most the medical staff and he praised, you know, UCI Medical Center. He praised everybody that helped save his life. And David Backus didn't mince words. He actually said, you know, thanking everyone for saving his life. And I could tell that David Backus was getting slightly emotional talking about it because that is one of his buddies. I mean, they were teammates for a very long time. And when you get to know someone for years and years, like I said before, you build that special bond with someone and it's going to stick for life. Uh, no word on if Jay Bomeister will be at the arena tonight. For the St. Louis Blues, this is a quick turnaround trip. They're flying in. They're going to play the game. And then don't know if they're going to fly out immediately or if they're going to stay overnight. But this is a quick one-game trip. They are, they were technically in the middle of a homestand. But they had to make up that game you know, in between. So that's what this is. Uh, before tonight's game... It is going to start as a one-to-one tie. Uh, Not often you see that in the NHL where a game begins one-to-one. So the two goals that happened before, they will still count as far as the standings or as far as stats go. But it'll essentially be a brand new game. They are going to play a full 60 minutes, tied one-to-one at the start. And we might see Anthony Stolarz in net tonight. So... Anthony Stolarz, he's a world-class goalie. He had he did play for the Philadelphia Flyers for a time. He knows what he's doing. I know the speed is a little bit faster than he's used to this year, but Stolarz is a pro. I'm pretty sure he can handle himself. But the St. Louis Blues, they've kind of been fading a little bit since the whole Jay Meester incident in the first place. They are barely hanging on to a playoff spot right now. You know, St. Louis, they had by far the best record in the West at the time. I mean, by far. Since then, it's been about a month. They're kind of hanging on right now because they only have 92 points. Colorado's right behind them with 90. If you had said before that St. Louis would not be at 100 points by now, I would have thought you were crazy. Uh, St. Louis is still led. You know, they still have, you know, fantastic goaltending in Jordan Biddington. They're the same team essentially, that they saw a month ago. I don't know what to make of this game, to be honest. I mean, both teams are going to be very emotional. It's going to be an emotional night, and Bowmeister is going to be on everybody's mind when they resume playing tonight. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But the Blues, they're still led by David Perron. He's still been doing fantastic. Ryan O'Reilly's still doing fantastic this season. The Blues still have the best record in the Western Conference. Not by much, but they still have it. So it will be a challenge for Anaheim to try to win this game. Although Anaheim has had points in six of their last eight games. So let's let's just watch, see what happens. And Bowmeister is going to be on everyone's mind. And I just have to say once again, you know, still keeping our thoughts to the Bowmeister family. Great that he, you know, is still alive and going to live his life. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, But, you know, the thoughts of David Backus after last night's game, they said a lot. And, you know, I love I love what Backus said. You know, if you're going to have that happen, be glad that it happened at an arena where everybody is supremely well trained and you have a world class medical center right down the street. So, yeah. 
Um, I hate to end on kind of a somber note, but it is going to be that kind of game tonight at the Ponda, and I'll be there. I'll have coverage of it. So if you want to follow along with what's going on at the Ponda, you can follow at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Uh, previous episodes you can hear on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. And if you want to talk hockey with me, email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com or simply hit me up on Twitter. Um, I hope to see many of you guys there tonight. And if you can, just give a couple of good thoughts to J-Mo Bomeister and his family. Tonight's going to be emotional, guys. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Hope to see you at the Ponda. And we're thinking of you, J-Bomeister.